Jesus Christ, Doc, you disintegrated Einstein. Disintegrated Einstein. Einstein. It's a mini-sode. Hi, it's Frida. And it's Abby. This series is a bit different. It's all about science fiction. From aliens to outer space, monsters to dystopian futures, AI to time travel. Somewhere down the line, we've covered a movie about it. To get the conversation started, we watched James Cameron's docuseries, The History of Science Fiction. And we are on the last episode, episode six of six. And this week we're discussing, guess what? Time travel. Oh my God, Frida, we so rarely talk about time travel. I know, it's such a relief to finally talk about something we're truly passionate about. (laughs) Okay, but seriously, do you know what? We, I looked at our movie list for this and we actually didn't do a whole lot of time travel movies before the miniseries that we did. And then suddenly it was like Mm. all we did for a while. So like, here's our list of time travel movies, right? So we had 12 Monkeys, uh, Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day to You. We had Primer. Then we had Interstellar. So they're, they're kind of like mm-hmm. just for maybe the first almost two years of this podcast. That was all we did. And then, then we did Back to the Future, See You Yesterday, Time Cop, Flight of the Navigator, The Adam Project, Idiocracy, Edge of Tomorrow, Palm Springs, Looper, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, all in the space of two cycles. Yeah. <laughs> was that in one cycle, actually? I think that was in one cycle crazy yeah it was like our time travel cycle so it's funny like my notes for this one are like one page i i don't even know if i even wrote anything down (laughs) yeah i wrote one page (laughs) is there okay so is there anything that you want to bring up about the documentary before we get into time travel um Oh, yeah, there's a few great things about it. Like, for example, the quote, what's beautiful about the movie, about making a movie, is that you don't have to listen to the physicist. <laughs> Perfect quote to, to kick <laughs> off this episode. But that was only a bit better than Arnie having this, like, fake conversation with JC, which I'm now going to call him, about <laughs> and pretending he never heard the grandfather paradox. Like, he's explaining the grandfather paradox to the, like for the benefit of the camera, and Arnie's like, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> That was so annoying. Like can't that. be a Terminator and not fucking know what the grandfather paradox is. Come on. <laughs> yeah, these fake conversations. They're such geeks. I think. I think by the time I was on episode six, I was like, it started with with last week. They're having like their fake. Oh, AI is the scariest thing ever. Conversations, and now this one, I'm like, oh, pretending they're like grandfather paradox. Let's explain <laughs> it to each other. Sure, like because this is a real, genuine conversation. I think I got a little bit sick of all their antics. Anything you want to say? (laughs) Sorry, I'm in a bad mood. Anything you want to say? Mine was positive because they had Peter Capaldi, who I love, and he's one of my favorite doctors. Um, And as a massive Doctor Who fan, I liked what he said Mm. about the doctor and the whole like uh, concept of Doctor Who being a motive for death and having to go on after someone you love dies. And I thought, oh, it's a really cool kind of way to look at Doctor Who is like learning about loss. Oh, that was cool. Yeah, and especially because it wasn't originally like that. The Do- Doctor mm. Who wasn't originally about respawning. Mm. And then it, it became that just because the guy wasn't available. And then, and then it carried on this whole theme about death and loss. Yeah. 
because of that. So it's interesting that the thing that wasn't supposed to be there from the beginning, that was only there as like a solution because the person was sick, became responsible for like the biggest, most defining feature of Doctor Who. I know, it's amazing. It is amazing. Oh, I don't have my I don't have my Hartnell picture up. Sorry, I've moved house, so I haven't figured out how to put up my Hartnell picture on my wall yet. But I do have <laughs> I have a picture of William Hartnell <laughs> in a frame. And every time I do a video on TikTok, people ask if it's my grandfather, and I'm like, guys, if you don't know, <laughs> guys. Is <laughs> uh, there the anything proof. else that you wanted to pick up? Um, I just seeing Shane Carruth. Shane Carr, oh, yeah. there he is. We spoke about him so much and there he is. This is the person and it was nice to see him again. <laughs> really nice to see him again. I mean, I still hated that movie, but okay. Okay, there's there's one thing that's kind of like to do with the depiction and something from the thing that I thought was interesting is that I didn't know the butterfly. So the butterfly effect, right? This is one of, I think the butterfly effect is the movie that really kind of brought time travel out to everyone in such a way of setting up these rules of like, oh, you can't, anything you do in the past will change the future. Uh, Yeah. It was the one that really kind of brought that around into people's kind of minds. And when you talk about time travel movies, that's what comes up for them a lot. And I never knew it came from a Ray Bradbury book, which is really interesting to me. So I am going to The Sound of Thunder. I don't remember yeah. enjoying that movie. I never really watched. I, I I saw the butterfly effect, and I didn't. I, I don't remember it. enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, it was Ashton Kutcher trying to be all uh, dramatic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's dramatic turn. I don't think I was convinced. Yeah, at the time, I wasn't <laughs> super convinced by it. I actually recall having a bit of anxiety over it because I always, when I really <laughs> like an actor, I always have a bit of anxiety when I see them really making bad choices. And I'm like, I can't cringe through this movie. Like, it's just <laughs> going to be too painful for me. I'm avoiding it. Oh, no. <laughs> I think I felt that way about that. Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah Sounds so- of Thunder I would watch. Um, I have not. What is Sounds of Thunder? That's the movie which has them in the dinosaurs and walking on the planks. It said, it said it's a movie where they go back in time and they calculate like if it's, if a T Rex or a dinosaur already is dead, then they're allowed to kill it. But other than that, they can't change anything. It's like and they have to walk through on this plank and then they kill a butterfly and then it, da, 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 da. I guess it was like the movie that was based on the book which spawned eventually the butterfly effect, but um, it was like an older version of it. That looks kind of cool and weird. Interesting. Oh, mate, 6% Rotten Tomatoes. (laughs) Eek. I'm ready for this. Whenever we want to return to time travel. Look how bad the CGI is. Okay, we've done a lot of time travel, so maybe maybe we'll leave it. Maybe we'll leave it a cycle. Maybe not. Let's not torture ourselves. Wow. Um, Keep it in short storyville. Okay, so... What I did find interesting in terms of like looking at the depiction of time travel in movies, what they one of the points that they brought up, and I thought it was a good point, something I've never really thought about too much, was um, mm. using time travel as a way to explore different futures. Because we always think about time yes. travel to the past, but I did think mm. like that is a cool way to to look at different, you know, how look at how we the actions that we take today might affect the future and to be able to go and see and then see what you could change and and how that would play out i think i think that would be a really interesting 
um, movie, actually. Instead of going back to yeah, the well, past and worrying about how you might change your present, how about going to the future, coming back, changing something, checking how that works out? And I was like, oh, no, we didn't fix climate change. Come back and try something else. <laughs> oh, now everyone's... It is... A very clever storytelling device when they use it to go to the future, as in like, and then and then the past, the the, the present becomes about preventing it. So I think Heroes season one is an amazing example of here's this time traveling character travels into this devastating future, comes back, and thinks, how can I stop it? And then it just kickstarts this amazing story, um, which got fucked, but like yeah. wasn't that. It was, Riveting. yeah, I know you're right. Here, oh God, Heroes at the beginning was fucking incredible. Another, another incredible. good one where they actually play with this a lot, and I've never really thought about it, um, The Umbrella Academy. Umbrella oh, Academy. I haven't really seen it. <gasps> so good, I love it so much. So good. There's so much good stuff. I remember, like... I also just want to say props. Can I give one random props that's completely off topic, but major props to Umbrella Academy? Because Elliot Page is in it. Yeah. And Elliot Page as Vanya. And in the... So, and then Elliot transitioned in between seasons. So then in the most recent season, I was like, what's going to happen with Vanya? Because... You know, is Elliot going to have to continue to play Vanya? And they literally just wrote it into the first episode where Elliot, where Vanya says, I actually don't feel like I'm me. I'd like to be called Victor. And they just changed the character and the character becomes Victor. And it's fucking great. And I just thought they did it in such a way that I just thought was really respectful and really cool and completely right for um, Elliot Page. And it was really cool. Anyway, Umbrella Academy is amazing. Um, amazing you should watch yeah, it no, watch it really all nice. and we'll talk about it so but yeah it's like can you think of many movies where they do that where they talk about how to explore different aspects of the future rather than looking at the past no I think I, I think it's it's still really a cool thing like to use time travel in a sense okay I actually think one that might do it but I haven't watched it, and I don't think it does it in the same way as maybe the Tomorrow War. Looper. Looper, yes. Yes, Looper is a really good one for that. Yeah, I don't know. I'd like to see one, though, where we're looking at something a bit more of a grand scale. I want to see, like, a dystopian mm. future, and, you know, it's Terminator, but it's... I want the repeated thing. I want the loops, but I want to continuously go to the future again and see how the effects have actually changed. This butterfly effect, but looking towards a dystopian future and what different types of futures you would get depending on how the events played out in the present. I think that would be really interesting. Do we end up in a utopia? Mm. Do we end up in a, um, you know, is, is the world desolate? Have we left the planet? Like all these different mm. ways and things that could happen. <gasps> Maybe I'll write it myself. All right, let's go. I'm going to write a book. Oh, Abby. Writing a book. I think that's in your future. (laughs) I'm going to write my PhD and then I'll write a book. (laughs) Okay. All right. So is there anything else you want to talk about in terms of how time travel is depicted in movies? I'm sorry. I, I, my writing is, it's kind of a hard one because it's like, we could talk, you know, it's okay. It's, it's like, in terms of talking about how it's depicted in movies, there's, you know, you either, 
the reason why I keep bringing up the future thing is because a lot of time travel is always about the past. It's always about what would we change? Mm -hmm. How could we change the past to fix the present? Um, Because we're so, we seem incapable of looking forward. We seem so incapable of thinking about how can, what can we do now to change the future? Um, We always want to go backwards and fix it instead of thinking, okay, well, like, let's look forwards because I guess from our perspective, we're not going to be here in the future. So we don't we don't care mm. so our or in terms of looking at time travel and movies we we always want to see what what could be done to make the world better for us right now uh which is quite selfish mm-hmm. actually and then the other way that time travel is continuously depicted in movies is time loops we get so many mm. loop movies and you know time loops are a great fun way of looking at a movie and looking at what you know the different actions you could take under certain mm. circumstances of what consequences would happen for you for taking those actions, but without actually having to face the consequences. Yeah. And also I love actually when they were talking about Groundhog Day and it was like the audience starts to get into us if we're playing a video game, like what's the right combination of actions that we need to get to the next level? And it sort of mm. allows us to play a game sort of as if we're playing a game and that's yeah that's like that's basically like it's not really about time travel necessarily but it's just getting to this thing where the audience starts to get really on board with no don't step that way step that way you know and it becomes like really fun and so it's like times being used completely differently it's not about i mean there's moral lessons in there but it's just loads of fun for everybody and that's most evident in edge of tomorrow and that's what people always say about it totally. tomorrow that they say that it feels like playing a game and then a lot of people think it's based on a game and it's like it's not based on a game but like so many people are like why didn't they make a game out of this because mm. edge of tomorrow is a perfect example of of that of the time looping do take different actions and and see how far you can get yeah exactly so it's almost it's it's totally a different thing yeah um Another, also the Bill and Ted, they brought up the Bill and Ted, mm. the final act of Bill and Ted, where they basically go, um, hey, you know that, you know the ridiculous time travel <laughs> setups in movies where all you have to do is remind yourself to do it later and then you can oh, yeah. do it now? Well, <laughs> we're just going to play with it because it's so dumb and having no respect for the genre at all because it's actually all really stupid and and it's true this is all really stupid and that's probably the best one out of all of them yeah (laughs) because it's just acknowledging how dumb the whole thing really is yeah i mean it's so good the thing is that those scenes in bill and ted with the keys and the you know the fax machine all these things they're so good because I don't see movies doing that. I don't think movies play with that enough when they do time travel stuff. Mm. Like they don't. It's so, I mean, could you imagine like just, just, I would enjoy a movie like that. Every action that you take, the items and the things that you need are always there. And it turns out they're always (laughs) there because you in the future made sure that they were placed there. I know. You had a running list. It's just because... Uh, the, the the alternative is taking time travel too seriously and when you take time travel too seriously you end up yeah. waxing lyrical about time travel paradoxes that go absolutely nowhere and then you go why am i why am i still thinking yeah. about this made up thing and do you know what was so funny someone was like it's actually a recent thing you know 
why aren't there why Shakespeare didn't do like time travel plays? <laughs> like the Greeks didn't have like time travel. This isn't yeah. an idea that humans because this is this is pretty new. That's there, funny. There is. I'm just trying to find the actual text of this because. Um, Uh, sorry, one sec. Oh, well, I can find it. There's a great because um, there's a really good scene in Endgame, Avengers Endgame, uh -huh. where they there's a whole back and forth dialogue about time travel and about paradoxes, and it's all like you know, oh, we can't mm -hmm. do that because of this, and it's like, who told you we couldn't do this? It's in every time travel movie ever, and they're like, what the fuck, like. That's not how to, like, why would you listen to a movie? That's bullshit. Like, it's, it's, what are you talking about? Um, I wish I could get the dialogue, um, dialogue endgame. They know. Google knows what I want. If you travel back into your own past, that destination becomes your future and your former present becomes the past, which can't now be changed by your future. Which we kind of know. But, um, I don't know. Anyway, it's just, it's just a good scene. Watch the scene. It's a great scene. We'll get to okay. it eventually. Um, but I just enjoy movies that have uh, like I did a thing recently where I was looking at all the time travel movies that we had done and that we've talked about where we like broken down the time travel and I was picking out like what are my favourite movies and, and I realised they're all movies that tried to come up with a clever way to explain it and somebody argued with me because I included Edge of Tomorrow as what mm -hmm. I think is one of the best depictions of time travel because of the fact that at the end of the day, the loop is explained by the alien, the presence of the alien. And people are like, oh, that's yeah. not scientific. And I was like, well, that's my point. <laughs> because you can't refute it. You can't say that there's yeah. not a, an alien species out there that couldn't do this. But if you tell that's me right. that they're using a machine to do it, then you have to explain to me how this machine works. And that's why, in my estimation, from a scientific perspective, you can say that Edge of Tomorrow is, one of, is a good depiction of it because they don't create a machine that is um, using fake science or try to make up science to explain it. It's just like, there's this alien species, they've got this property about them, and you can't possibly say that that couldn't be the case. So, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we've said this a lot of the times. Like you know, the, some of the best depictions are where they just don't explain it, or they come up with a clever way. Mm hmm. Yeah, okay. they just yeah, no, yeah, totally. So, what about their social message? What about um, the social message? Of yeah, there's movies. It's so different because like depending on all the different ways how you're going to use it is it a loop in which case it's about like what how how what am i supposed to learn from here like what's the personal lesson is it about um going to the future and realizing that we have to save humanity is it about regret and going back and fixing your mistakes and realizing that everybody makes mistakes or mistakes are inevitable it's like it, it, whatever the way they decide to use it it's like a different thing mm. so stuff I wrote was yeah like learning that mistakes are always going to happen having to learn that like the torturing yourself like thinking that I'll go I'll go back and fix the things we're having to learn that mistakes or tragedy are a part of human existence Either that's just learning that, that that's okay, but or, or it could be a fatalistic thing where it's like whatever was going to happen is always going to happen. Mm. Like no matter what combination of events, 
like this tragedy or this thing is unstoppable. Like that's a big, big part of it. See you yesterday is a really good one of that. Yeah, and then it kind of pertains to the like much larger message about institutional yeah. racism, effectively, um, that it just recreate respawns every time you chop off one head. Yeah, it's the Hydra, so it's a good way to represent this sort of um, like yeah, that you being powerless. Yeah, uh, another great one from Primer. All your dreams have come true. But you forgot to pay the piper. Was that primer? Oh, yeah. I don't know. yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it was basically like you have invented this thing. You're having loads of fun. Um, all your dreams are coming true. Well, now it's time for you to pay the price, type thing. Yeah. Um, and that kind of. I actually was thinking about that saying. I find that the whole pay the piper saying so dark because yeah. of what it comes from the story and that idea in life that the piper always comes and yeah like I actually find that message to be relentlessly dark <laughs> um that's a that's a lesson um that there are no you know there's you always have to pay the price yeah. for something. Um, yeah, that is a very. That, I mean, but but you're right, and that like that is a very central message to do with time travel all the time. It's like if you have this ability, if you have, if you can do this, then sure, there's there are things that you could do, but what will it cost you? You know, yeah. it's like you said, you and save it comes one up person, kill another. Exactly. You know, I always mean, that's a primer, very common it's like thing. He got he got what he wanted in terms of it working and everything. He had to leave his family. Um, yeah, you know, it, it's yeah, it just it's it's interesting to view how how we these ideas that we have these ideals in our mind of like oh if only I could do this if only I could do this but if you actually could do that what would the consequences be. And um, yeah. and in some cases you you consistently go back and try to correct for it. And in other cases, it gets to a point where it's like you can no longer go back and correct for it because now you're just clogging up the timeline. Mm. And now there's too many. Uh, of there's you. a couple. Yeah, the, 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 that that's the fatalistic thing. Like you can't change. Your, uh, it's very painful. And and related to that, in Looper, the thing that that the idea of his future. Oh. It's also so dark, but like, because they've sold their souls as well, effectively, right? The lupus. But his future is being shaped by people that are more powerful than him. It, this is Joseph Gordon Levitt. Like, that yeah. sensation that he, his future in, 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 is being controlled by this person, this old yeah. person, Bruce Wells. And they had that amazing quote in the movie that was like, why don't you just be old? Be, what an old person's person do would just die and stop taking my future away. But they, they use time travel in a way that's mm. like, no, you're literally my future. But if you take the social message out of that, it's like the young generation being like this older generation are taking our future away. Yeah. We can't do anything about it. You're taking up prop. You're taking up homes that we can't get our hands on. Yeah. You're like, and it goes on and it goes on, but that's the feeling of like, 
your future is being determined by people that have way more power than you. And they, again, use time travel just to explore that incredibly universal frustration that young people have. Um, And it's really done effectively through, like, really good writing. Yeah, that's true. Looper is a really excellent... um... I never really thought of it in that way. It's also interesting because I think they say it in the in the episode about how time travel being used as like what does it say about free will? You know, like like you said a while ago, like this whole totally uh, when we look at the paradoxes and when you go back and you know in in see you yesterday she goes back continuously over and over again, but she can't change anything. You know, it doesn't matter what decision she makes things still play out in some sort of a yeah. way where, you know, it might mm-hmm. not be exactly the same as what the original event that happened was, but it still has the same or similar consequences at the end of the day. It doesn't kind of, she doesn't seem to have, you know, we talk about like, do do we have free will or is everything determined? And time travel supports the concept of determined. You know, it t- time travel yes. takes away the idea of free will. Unless you can actually time travel and change everything. We've gotten into that discussion in 12 Monkeys and I remember I said Mm. something like that. Why should the future be be set in stone? Like, I don't believe any of that. But when you come from a future, it starts to put that as like the... That is established when the movie starts is that we know what the future is and we are tunneling towards the future. But then you... But the people in the present are like, excuse me says who like why shouldn't you know and then the fact that someone's like no i know how it's going to end up and then it starts to mean that every action you have is not really your action because you're acting in this like collective towards this collective thing and it's incredibly disturbing Mm. but yeah it brings up those ideas about like how much choice do we have um and it's a brilliant way it's like it gives immediacy to those issues isn't it amazing by using time travel it makes all those interesting questions immediate for us yeah because it's so another really good example of that actually is interstellar that the immediacy it brings to the issue of time flies and you miss your children growing up that's something that we all kind of ponder about and suddenly it uses time travel or time dilation Mm -hmm. to basically put it right in front of your face yeah um what if you literally watch your child grow up in front of your eyes the way we always talk about oh you know they grow up in front of our eyes it puts it in front of you and like easily the most moving it's like the most emotional part of the whole film because as parents we're devastated about that but actually we do miss our children growing up it's just not as like immediate as the way he experiences it and so it makes it forces us to really think about our values and really think about how present we are yeah (sighs) <sighs> I didn't. I was like, we're not going to have anything to talk about time travel because we've talked about it so much. <laughs> and here we are. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything but else like you want to say about the social message of time travel? Nope. Okay. Well, then, in that case, what's your favorite episode we've done? Wow. <laughs> um. You can have a loop one and a non-loop one. You can have two. Oh, I think Primer as as a loop. I mean, they're going over the same day. I don't even know. 
It's kind of loopy. Not really. They're not stuck um, in a time loop. No, there's there's, there's no, okay. stuck in a time loop and there's using loops. Well, my favorite time loop one is Palm Springs just from the sheer, like, it's such a yeah. good movie. So not from any other part of it. I don't think it it does exploring the ideas as strongly as no, um, but other films. No, it's fun time loop movie but it's the best yeah it <laughs> it's is. so fun yeah it's so good to i would watch. i would put second place in terms of without without looking at it from like science or anything like that but just fun happy death day as well is an excellent time mm. loop movie <laughs> time loop movies are fucking so fun yeah and for my i think actually 12 monkeys is my favorite time travel film ah. like legit proper time travel film like I just thought it was I remember it's been ages but I was so into that movie it was so wonky and I loved the um steampunk and it was wacky as all hell that was that was that was a long time ago and it's actually it's a pretty good episode I've listened back to it a couple times and I was like oh that's good what about you what's your favorite (gasps) actual time travel yeah I'm kind of stuck now a little bit because when I'm thinking about time travel movies that we've done, like taking out the science concept and just, just being like, you know, what's, what's my favorite, what, what, what movie have I think, do I think I have enjoyed the most? I actually think Looper. And that's not what I wrote down here, but now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like Looper. So Edge of Tomorrow, I think is one of the cleverest and one of the best uses yeah. of a time loop. And one of the the cleverest um, and most entertaining ways to watch um, a time loop movie. But I do think Looper is a really interesting story and an interesting concept. Mm -hmm. And this whole, the closing the loop in Looper is excellent. um, Excellent. And I do, and and I will also always, but like none of these are movies that we did as main movies. These are all from the fucking miniseries ones. <laughs> but I, um, I want more people to watch See You Yesterday. I always want more people to watch See You Yesterday. <laughs> oh my God, but Back to the Future. Of course, Back to the Future is my favorite episode. Oh yeah, Back to the Future. Class. There's so many good ones. It's yeah, like, it is, look, it's like at the end of the day, time travel is, is an amazing device to really tell good, mm. like human and emotional stories. And there's one zinger after the other. It's like, it's almost, even bad ones are still fun as all hell. Yeah time cop even how terrible that oh my is God, yeah, they still cop. get to play so much fun with the time travel genre to and be have fair, such a ball with it when i think about it and i'm like i remember us being like oh my god we've watched so much time travel we can't do anymore this is ridiculous and oh my god here's another time travel movie and now that we're talking about them i'm like i can't think of any of them that i haven't enjoyed us talking about so maybe we will no because yeah more time i travel. i I honestly think that it's like just an amazing, it's like a topic which has endless interesting conversations that get spawned from it. Yeah. As I we've agree. seen, we've milked it and we still have what to talk about. There's I mean, hello. so many more. There are so many more. <laughs> I, I've gotten a lot of recommendations recently of time travel movies and so many that I've not seen that I've put on my list. One that people bring up a lot of the time, but like as far as I'm concerned, there's absolutely zero science in it. And I don't personally have any interest in, but predestination is something that people do not stop bringing up. Come on. That's, that was going to be my final comment. Let's just wait. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Okay. What's your final comment? (laughs) Are we, um, are we doing, what are we excited for? Are you excited for, to do any? 
Or are we oh, skipping yeah, is there that? Any because... <laughs> are there any movies that they mentioned that we haven't done that you'd like to do, Frida? You know, I've never seen Groundhog's Day. Oh, Groundhog Day. Wait, what? I- I'm going to watch it anyway. Podcast or no podcast. Wait, what? Um, what about you? Groundhog Day. Are you? You've never seen Groundhog Day? I've never seen it. I am shook. It's one of those movies that just sort of <gasps> passed me by. I mean, it's because I was too young yeah. and then you kind of don't catch up with yeah. it and no one okay. shows it to you. And then it's one of those things that you have to deliberately go back and watch it. And Interesting. It's, yeah, I just, I just sort of skipped me over. Okay. Yeah, that's all. Well, whatever. Is... I saw the later Andy McDowell movies, but I was too young for uh, that one. Okay. You need to watch Groundhog Day. And, I do. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think I do think we probably will come around at some point in the future to another time travel mini series because there's too many. Mhm. <laughs> so we could talk about it then if you like. She does not look excited for that. <laughs> I'll do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. All right. Okay. So what's I was your- actually thinking, like, God, what more can we talk about? But then, I, but then, what what I was thinking was, if we're gonna do all the loopers, we have to do the original fucking loop movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's only fair. <laughs> and I was also just checking how old I was when it came out, and I was like, yeah, too young. That that's totally like 1993. Yeah, I'm seven. That's too young. So that's why I never saw it because it was just an awkward age. Um, right. Cool. Now I'm ready for final comments. Yeah, no, I'm ready for your final comment. Come on, what's your final comment? (laughs) Yeah, the identical twin directors for predestination, lol, talking about having sex with yourself to make yourself. (laughs) Just that entire bit of the episode was just way too much for me. Like, the thing is, I know the story of predestination (laughs) and I just don't have any interest in it. And I do think it's just this whole weird thing of... Yeah, just trying to, yeah, yeah, having sex with yourself to make yourself. Like, it's literally just, I, there's no way that we can explain that in time travel. <laughs> there's no way that we can say, No, like, it makes no oh, sense. This, and this works. It's just, Would that work biologically? Having sex with yourself, maybe, but to no, make but yourself, even if you, what? Hang on, but even if you, even if you transition... Yeah. You don't suddenly have sperm or a womb, right? <laughs> no, like, like I, you could maybe have, have you... sex with yourself, but I don't know if that could produce, like, there's reprodu- how, Yeah, how do, you, no. how do you make a baby out of that? No, you don't. Yeah, but also the fact that, like, it's identical twins talking about this is almost <laughs> too much because I'm like, do you guys have no self-awareness whatsoever? Like... <laughs> It's too much. Not everybody thinks about having sex with yourself. Like you bring it up, like it's everybody thinks about it. Yeah, maybe it's just identical. I think people are obsessed with predestination just because it was so shocking. Like it's such a shocking idea that the whole revelation of it, you know, that it's like it's all the same person thing, is like this big, like oh my god, it's mind blowing. And it's like, yeah, but it's really fucking weird. It's not physically possible. And even time travel isn't going to make that biologically possible. So I just don't, it's just, it just doesn't appeal to me. (laughs) 
Anyway. Um, I yeah, it's it's one of those things that I think we should do just because it's one of those things everyone is like, whoa, that's crazy, and we'll just be there to be like, um, excuse me, teacher, but um, none of that makes any sense, and here's the science why. I'm sorry to break up the party, but I'm not along for the ride. Okay, it's just for Some, us. Someday, then someday, <laughs> someday. <laughs> Smart asses. All right, nitpicking. Then. Nitpicking as usual. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you well, can have sex with yourself and make yourself. Sorry. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's the it. That is the end of our James Cameron history of science fiction miniseries. Science of sci-fi. Talking about sci-fi. I don't even know what what we what what this was even called anymore. <laughs> I just know that talked a lot about different genres of science fiction or different themes in science fiction and we have made it to the end final episode so thank you for listening um our main episode will be out next week and after that we will be on a break as per usual for uh, three weeks mm-hmm. and then we'll be back and when we come back we will have a brand new mini series okay what is it i have titled this one is it good bad or bad good Ah, oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Give it Do you to want me. to hear the movies I've picked? Number one. Sure. The Adventures yeah. of Pluto Nash. Hashem. Next. Rollerball. Oh. Come on, are we doing a basketball next? What else? Baby geniuses. <laughs> I love you. This is so funny. What else? Sharknado. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, now I understand. And we end with Battlefielder. I like is it is that the John Travolta one? Yeah. Yeah. Baby geniuses. <laughs> I can't wait. Oh my god, this be so fun. <laughs> Okay, cool. Well, they all ended an hour and a half. Please say yes. But uh, I, I did check, and I don't think any of them are very long because I was like, I don't know how much I can handle this. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's fun when it's like ninety-seven minutes, but when you have to watch like two hours <laughs> and fifteen minutes of eight, oh, it's but not bad. Good, it's bad, bad. But yeah. It's like I'm sorry, I've yeah. run out of. <laughs> well, well, this is our main. Cool, question. sounds good. This is our main question. So what we'll do is we'll have a bit of chat about whatever science is in it, if if any. Yeah. Um, we'll do a what the fuck special edition, and uh, the main mm-hmm. question really just at the end of the day will be: Is it is it so bad it's good? <laughs> Let's see how we feel. <laughs> Great. Can't All wait. right. Okay, guys, get watching. <laughs> Join us for the mini series. <laughs> let us know what you think is bad. Well, let us know what your what the best good bad movies are Mm -hmm. or bad good so so bad it's good yeah anyway all right bye okay bye all right cool okay one source confirmed whatever it is it ain't local it ain't local it ain't local It ain't local.